to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on December 20th, 2015 on the basis of Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. So are you hoping for a surprise this Christmas? I suppose that depends on how you understand that statement, right? Is it fair to say that many of us would love to be able to surprise someone else, but few of us would maybe be eager to be surprised ourselves. Is it also fair to say, would you agree with me, that, that Christmas is one of those most difficult times of year to actually pull off a decent surprise? You see, Christmas, perhaps more than any other holiday, so much of what we do, from the menu at our meals to the gifts that we buy right off of that list, to our family rituals for unwrapping those gifts. So much of what we do around Christmas is done almost as if it's right according to a script. And so it might seem kind of tough to pull off that awesome surprise. But I wanted to show you a video this morning of a young couple who wanted to surprise one of their moms around Christmas time. And so they invited her to their reveal party. Have you heard of these things? So a reveal party is where an expecting couple and anyone else that they invite to come along finds out the gender of the baby. Now one of the ways that this can work is that some helium balloons are placed inside of a box. The couple opens up the box. The helium balloons float out. If the balloons are pink, it's going to be a girl. If the balloons are blue, it's going to be a boy. And surprise, the gender of the baby is revealed. So I wanted to show you this quick video and I want you to especially notice and look for the look of surprise on the mother's face. She's the one sitting in the middle of the couch. Not the mother of the baby, but the mother of either the mom or the dad. I'm not sure which one. Here it is. Okay, you ready? Yes. So, I'm pretty sure. What do you think it's going to be? Well, you know, I don't want to say what I think it's going to be yeah, because... It's part of the game. <laughs> Oh, I think it's gonna be a boy. I'm going to be a boy. Okay. Boy. Um, it's probably gonna be a boy. I think it's a boy. 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 What's Nora think? That's scientific. Yeah. She a girl. You would like a girl, wouldn't you? You want a little sister. Okay. All right. What, what, whatever it is, we're gonna be thrilled. No. <laughs> 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 Ready? We don't know either. So Mark said all this up for us. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Not the surprise you were expecting to see, right? And I think we'd all agree if we were that mom, we would be absolutely thrilled with that surprise. But maybe we would still say that aside from those very rare and dramatic occasions, maybe we would expect and hope that our Christmas and maybe even our lives in general to be free from surprises. In fact, isn't it easy to sort of assume that any major surprises in our lives would sort of be bad? Things that we don't want to happen? In fact, if you're anything like me, maybe at times you almost wish that you could sort of write out a script of your own hand it off to God and say, here, can you just make sure that my life goes like this? Please 
just stick to the script. Please, no surprises. If you've ever felt that way, then maybe the message that the Word of God has for us today is not going to be one that you really want to hear. Because we will find out that of all holidays, Christmas really should be full of surprises. It certainly was for Mary, the mother of Jesus. And as we look at the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of what was going to happen, we'll not only see that her Christmas, the very first Christmas, was full of surprises for her, we will also be led to see that we should expect to be surprised this Christmas. In Luke's account of of sort of this impromptu reveal party that Gabriel hosts for Mary, there is an important word that is used three separate times that actually doesn't show up in your translation because it's kind of tough to translate. But the word basically means, look, pay attention, listen up, because what's about to happen next is kind of, kind of a surprise. We're going to use that word and the three times that it's found to help us identify all of the surprises in this lesson. So the first time it's used is right after Gabriel has appeared to Mary. He has issued his greetings. He has told Mary not to be afraid, and he's about to reveal the big news. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start reading right after Gabriel uses that word that signals a surprise. I'm going to start reading, and you stop me when you hear something that you find surprising. Sound like a plan? All right, so the angel Gabriel says to Mary, you, are you surprised yet? We really should be. Gabriel was about to tell Mary that the most important event in the history of the world was about to occur. And keep in mind that just a few months prior, Gabriel had been host to another reveal party. This one took place where you'd expect these kinds of things to happen. It took place in the capital city of Jerusalem. It took place in the temple, the very center and hub of religious life in Israel. And it involved Zechariah, a priest, the very head of religious life in Israel. But now, now Gabriel was way up in the city of Nazareth, a city so small and so insignificant that Luke feels the need to explain where it is to his first century audience. He doesn't go to a woman in a palace with all kinds of wealth and all kinds of power. He goes to a young, unwed woman who we will quickly find out stands on the very lowest rung of the economic ladder in those days. The most important event in the history of the world and God chose Mary. Already we're surprised. In fact, it's a surprise that can only be described by one word. A word that God had used, or that Gabriel had already used a couple of times with Mary. Here it's translated favor, but it's also the word from which we get our word grace. Grace, a word that maybe more than anything else describes the surprising way God chooses to deal with people. You see, let's say you and I had the opportunity to to write out our own script and hand it to God. Inevitably, that script would include some sort of system where people get what they deserve. Where good people are rewarded, 
where bad people are punished. What goes around comes around. You get what you give, karma, etc., etc., etc. But what would happen if you would hand that kind of script to God? All it takes is a split second of honest reflection to realize you don't want anything to do with that. You don't want anything to do with a script where God gives people what they deserve. And so what a blessing, what a surprise that God doesn't deal with us in karma, but that he deals with us in grace. That every single blessing that he gives us, from the food that was on your breakfast plate this morning, all the way to the gift of his own son to die for us that we might live, every gift he gives us in spite of the fact that we don't deserve it. And so we find right here in the very first word already a surprise, that God chose Mary. A surprise that can only be described by that word grace. Okay, so, so far we've made it through one word. We better pick up the pace if we want to get out of here before Christmas, right? All right, so I'm going to read everything else that the angel Gabriel says to Mary. These are the words that you just heard the kids recite a few minutes ago. Kids, if you want to help me out, you can. I know the, you know these words by heart. Gabriel said, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Very good. These are the surprises we're used to hearing about at Christmas, right? That a, a virgin gives birth to a child that this child would be both the son of Mary and the son of God, that this child who started out in such lowly beginnings would be destined for greatness. All kinds of surprises in these verses. I want to highlight just two of them. I confess that I'm not much of a fisherman. However, my dad was. My dad still is. And so he took us when we were kids all the time, and of course now he likes to take his grandkids fishing. Now, if you've ever gone fishing where you are using minnows for bait, you know what it's like when you reach your hand down into that bucket of water to try and grab out one of those minnows, right? There they are swimming around in their little bucket of water, just happy as can be, off in their own little world, and then as soon as you put your hand in that water, boy, they just lose their little minds, don't they? They simply freak out with fear when you reach your hand down to grab one. Again, if we were to write our own script with God, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but might it sound a little bit something like this at times? God, you can just stay up there in heaven, sort of mind your own business. I'll be down here doing my thing, just being me. But of course, when I need you, God, I sort of expect you to help out. I expect you to, to reach down your hand and, and give me the thing that I need. Well, friends, if God were to do that, if God were to reach down his hand in all of its might, all of its majesty, you and I, like those minnows, would have no possible reaction other than to freak out in fear of God being among us. And so instead of simply helping us when we ask for it, God decided to help us in every way that we could possibly need it. And the only way for him to do that was to become one of the minnows. Was to enter our little world and become one of us. 
Now, I feel like I should qualify that statement a little bit because you've maybe seen that symbol of a fish that's used for Christianity and used for Jesus. That is not at all why the symbol of a fish is a symbol for Jesus. There's a whole other story behind that. But when you see that symbol, maybe one more thing to think of. God's incredible love that he became one of us. Here's the other surprise I wanted you to think about. Gabriel told Mary that this child, born of a virgin, her son and God's son, destined for greatness, this child would be conceived. In fact, we say that all the time, don't don't we? Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Why so significant that Jesus was conceived? Again, if I were writing the script, I would sort of think like this. Okay, if God, God, you're going to come down and help us, become one of us, I sort of would expect him to sort of pull a Superman kind of act. If he's going to come down and help us, he needs, to, he needs to cover up his cape. He needs to hide all of the superpowers. He needs to put on sort of an ordinary Clark Kent type appearance, and then he can swoop on down, do what needs to be done, and then fly off back to heaven. Instead, Jesus' life as one of us began exactly the way your life began and exactly the way my life began. It began as just two cells. Why does that matter? Well, let me ask, have you ever prayed the most earnest of prayers for a fellow human being who is just a tiny clump of cells? And have you ever cried the bitterest of tears over something that happened to a fellow human being who is nothing more than the tiniest clump of cells? What a blessing that Jesus Christ lived perfectly for and brought salvation to human beings that were just tiny clumps of cells because he himself was that very thing. In fact, he did that for your infant. He did that for your toddler. He did that for your tween and your teen and your college student and your 20-something. He did that for you. He lived for and brought salvation to every human being at every stage of life because he himself lived as a human being through every single stage of life, starting at the very beginning. All kinds of surprises in these verses, right? And maybe after hearing about some of the surprises God gives to us, maybe we'd be a little bit more eager to be surprised at Christmas, just like Mary was. But you know, one important question still remains. Do you think God's up for it? Do you think God can pull it off? It's probably no surprise that among those people who are skeptical of much of what the Bible says, what we're talking about today is sort of exhibit A. Because rumor has it that virgins don't normally have children. And maybe the temptation is to think, that the people who believed these things, the people who wrote these things down so many years ago, they were so much more primitive than we are. And we evolved, enlightened thinkers are certainly free to just dismiss the things that they believed as nothing more than silly fairy tales. I don't know if you heard Mary's reaction to Gabriel's news. Mary might not have had her PhD in astrophysics. 
but she knew where babies came from. And so she asked, how will this be since I am a virgin? How is it that these seemingly unbreakable laws of human biology are apparently going to be broken? That question is what prompted Gabriel to use that word that signals a surprise for the second time. Here Gabriel points out another surprise, another example that demonstrates God's power. Mary's distant relative, Elizabeth, well beyond her childbearing years, thought to be barren, was actually in her sixth month of pregnancy. Surprise. Proof that no surprise is impossible with God. And it was that announcement that prompted the third and final use of this word that signals a surprise is coming, this time by Mary herself. Maybe the most surprising news of all, Mary says to Gabriel, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. You see, as much as there are natural laws of human biology that seem to be unbreakable, there are also natural laws of human nature that seem to be just as unbreakable. And friends, it is very much human nature for us to think that we should be able to write out our own script and hand it up to God. It's very much human nature to think that any deviation from the plan can't possibly be better, but must only be worse. It's very much human nature to think that any surprises God throws our way are a justifiable reason for us to get angry and upset with Him. And yet even though Mary knew that Gabriel's news was a massive departure from any script she would have ever envisioned, even though Mary knew about the whispers and the weird looks and the rumors and the ridicule that she would receive. Even though Zechariah, the priest, the one who was supposed to be the pillar of faith, had doubted Gabriel's news to him, Mary believed Gabriel's news to her. Proof that God is not only possible and not only capable of superseding those laws of human biology, he is capable of superseding the laws of human nature. Here's why that's important. You and I can take one of two possible approaches to life. We can either assume that God really ought to follow our script. We can assume that surprises are bad. And we can assume that if God throws us those surprises, we have the right to get angry with him. Or, or we can continually show up at the reveal party that God continues to invite us to. To put ourselves in contact with his word, where he not only reveals to us all of the surprises that he wants to give us, but also reveals his undeniable ability to pull them off. In other words, where God leads us to expect to be surprised by him. Kind of sounds like a contradiction in terms, doesn't it? To expect to be surprised. If you expect something is going to happen, it's not really a surprise, right? I suppose that's true. But just a few minutes ago, I demonstrated that even I can pull that off. You were expecting a surprise, and I still managed to surprise you. And friends, that's exactly what you and I can expect from our God, exactly what we can bank on and bet on 
from him that even when it seems as though we've got him all figured out, even when it seems as though God couldn't possibly be any better or more gracious to us, that even then God is good for a a few more pleasant surprises. And so we join in saying with Mary, may your word to us be fulfilled. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.